Welcome to another episode of Become a Calm Mama. I'm Darlene and I'm your host. And today we're going to talk a little bit about adolescence and how identity is formed in adolescence. And so if you haven't listened to last week's episode about self-concept, I think it'd be really helpful if you went back and listened to it. Today I want to talk about this the evolution of self-concept and how that develops throughout adolescence. Prior to adolescence, a child doesn't spend much time thinking about themselves. They don't really metacognate. They don't think about their thinking or self-evaluate. They don't think about how they're seen or how they fit in or who they are. They're sort of just our kids. And that's really great because that's what childhood is all about. But with the onset of puberty and adolescence, which I like to think about it's like around 12, could be a little bit earlier, could be a little bit later, but around 12 is when we really start to see the individual sort of figuring out like, huh, wow, I am a person in the world and people have thoughts and feelings about me, right? And they are also having thoughts and feelings about themselves. So that's sort of this, this onset of the process of creating a self-concept, because really this, this period of time, it marks the beginning of self-consciousness, right? Being conscious of themselves as an individual within the group. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the beginning stages of building a self-concept, particularly in middle school. Middle school is when the child begins building their own self-concept. But remember, I said that they inherit their self-concept, that they start with what they have been offered, the thoughts and feelings that you have about them or that people have about them. For example, they could be thinking things like, I'm a good student. I'm a kind brother. I'm a soccer player. I'm a Lego builder. I'm an artist or I'm a good friend. They could also have inherited some thoughts about themselves like, I'm a troublemaker. I'm stupid. I'm bad at math. No one likes me. I don't have friends. Right? So, In the beginning of this adolescent period of time, this 12-year-old period of time, your child has a bag of thoughts that represent their self-concept inheritance, okay? So I want you to imagine a bag, literally imagine a bag, and imagine it filled with little plastic balls that you would see in a ball pit. This bag has, it's netted, you know, like an old school, like, you know, do you take it to the farmer's market, like a netted bag and inside of it are a bunch of plastic balls. Okay. And your child sort of gets this bag and in it are all these balls and each ball represents a thought, a piece of their self-concept that they are being handed like the good student one or the stupid at math or the troublemaker or the kind brother. Okay. Whatever sort of thoughts and concepts they have about themselves are in this bag. Now, around 12, it is as if your child jumps into a swimming pool. Okay, I want you to picture your child with a bag filled with little plastic balls. Each ball is a thought about themselves that they have inherited. And they have this bag, and they jump into a swimming pool. And the bag is not tied at the top because it's not solid. It's not determined. It's not defined yet, right? So in the process, as they jump in, the bag becomes untied and all of the balls start to scatter out of the bag 
and you're there bobbing around and floating on top of a, of a swimming pool. So the scattering of this, these balls is the scattering of the inherited self-concept that they have been given. So it's kind of a slow process, actually. Like it doesn't just like, well, for some kids, they jump into puberty or to adolescence and they just kind of throw off all the thoughts and feelings people have had about them and they're just trying to define themselves and they're bumping up against new self-concepts and, and you know, it's, they're like right in the deep end. I like to think about it. Some kids jump into adolescence like on the steps, you know, they're like, hmm, okay, let me see what, who, what's going on in this pool, right? So your kids are in various parts of the pool, like the, the, this adolescence. They're treading water in the deep end or they're standing on the stairs or they're wading in the shallow end. And this kind of depends on your child's personality. But what they have in their hand is an empty bag. Okay? They have the opportunity in adolescence to define themselves for themselves. And it's, so it's their job to fill up the bag. So this journey, it starts with them holding an empty bag and all the pieces of their self-concept are floating around and they start to swim around trying to gather up the balls. And as they pick up the various balls, they decide whether or not to have, to put that thought or concept in their bag, right? So they're, they're swimming around and they're like, oh, here's the good student ball. Like, am I that? Does that fit me? Do I like that? Do I like being a good student? Should I throw that in the bag? Now, if it's a really strong self-concept that they've inherited from you, they're like, yeah, of course, I'm going to keep that one. Like, that's a big part of me. Yes, I am a good student. Or yes, I'm an athlete. Or yes, I am a, you know, a loving, kind person. Or, you know, whatever the the thought is that has been like the most reinforced is probably the one they're going to toss into their bag. Um, and they swim around and they're trying to pick up these thoughts and right. And they're deciding, is this, you know, are this, is this the self-concept I want or not? Now here's the catch. Your children in adolescence, they aren't the only one that have been thrown into a swimming pool. There's a lot of other kids in there and all those kids jumped into the swimming pool with bags that got opened. And so the, their balls are also floating around. All of the thoughts that they have about themselves are floating around. So to your children, there's a lot of different thoughts floating around, a lot of different identities, a lot of different ways to be that they've never even thought about. And all of those are available to your child. So your child is surrounded by other kids' self-concepts and thoughts. That's what it's like to be, you know, an adolescent is you're like, I kind of know, I don't know who I am and all these people don't know who they are and we all have access to kind of becoming whoever we want to be. So typically, you know, kids kind of find the balls and they pick them up and they're like, oh, this kid also likes this ball and I'm going to hang out with this kid and this, they, they, we're the sports kids and we're the, the smart kids and we're, you know, the, the odd kids or whatever, whatever part of it, right? So... They're picking up some of these thoughts and they're making them their own. And they're, you know, they're just kind of defining themselves. They're filling up their self-concept bag. And sometimes they pick up thoughts or self-concepts that you don't love, right? This happens when your kids start hanging out with other kids and you're like, uh, don't hang out with that kid. That's not like, that's not a good kid (laughs) or whatever. Or like, he's the mean one or he's the one who you know, doesn't have good grades or, you know, we start to get scared 
because our kids are being exposed to so many new thoughts, so many new identities, and so many people. So we're like, where are we in all of this whole swimming pool nonsense? And I hope you're following with me because, you know, just imagine a swimming pool full of bouncy ball of, you know, balls from a ball pit and a bunch of kids swimming around and they're picking them up and they're putting them in bags. Each ball represents a thought. So where are you as the parent? You are standing on the deck of the pool. You are watching and you want as the parent, so badly to jump in and gather all the balls that you like and you want to put them back into a sealed bag and you want to get your kid out of that water. You want to be done with the entire swimming pool experience. That's what it's like to be a parent. It is hard to watch our kids pick up identities that we don't want them to have. But remember I said that the stronger the self-concepts are that are they that they receive the messages they receive from us when they're little the 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 more gravitated they're going to be towards those those are going to feel really easy for them to try on it's going to feel really easy for them to put on the i'm a good student when they've been thinking that about themselves for their whole life or other people have been thinking that so you as the parent you you're like on the deck and you might be really active like screaming like pick this one up you're a good student stop getting d's don't hang out with those kids like you might really feel a lot of panic you want to be like right in up on there and i see this with some of you especially in middle school and early high school you are like on top of your kids and really wanting to social engineer and you know manage all of it Sadly, managing it for your children is not how it works. That's not really what adolescence is about. It's your child's job to find the pieces of their self-concept and put them into the bag. It's the struggle of adolescence for parents is watching our child wade around, like swim around with their peers, getting exposed to lots of other people's thoughts and ideas, and then finding their own way. It is really scary. And that's the journey as a parent is you become more and more of the witness of your child. You still have a lot of influence over them, but you don't have a lot of power. And that's just, I just wish I could tell you differently. But I know, let me give you some ways that you can help your child in this adolescent process. The best thing that you can do is to actively choose thoughts and beliefs about your kid and keep exposing those ideas to them. When you choose to think thoughts about your kid that you want them to believe about themselves, then they're more likely to pick those pieces of their self-concept. So even if the evidence is, you know, oh man, they're getting, you know, bad grades, they're like going to become a bad student or like they are a bad student, try not to define your child based on, you know, their behavior. Instead, say, I know you are a good student and I know you're trying to figure this out. Or I trust that you're going to find your way as a student, that you're going to become the student that you're meant to be. So how you think and feel about your child in in elementary school and all the way through adolescence influences how they think about themselves. Remember, your collection of thoughts about your child is the story that they inherit So the more loving and compelling it is, the better it is, the more likely that they're going to choose those thoughts to to those identities. So I like to picture myself 
on the pool deck, pointing out the best balls. (laughs) So I'm kind of like, hey, Lincoln, what about this responsible person ball? This looks like it'll fit perfectly in your bag because I know this is true about you. Or, hey, Sawyer, look at the college-bound teen ball. Do you like this one? So I am just continuously speaking what is possible to them and offering them positive thoughts that they can own about themselves. I cannot force them to think these things. Now, most of the time what I see is parents that look at their middle schooler and their high school and they're like, don't pick up that one, not that one. No, 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 don't pick up that. Don't think that, don't do that. Don't act like that. Don't be with that kid. That's not good. So it leaves your child with little guidance towards the self-concept you want them to adopt. So practicing who you want your children to be and how you want to show up instead of thinking about what you're afraid of is going to help them be more likely to be drawn towards the image instead of repelled against it. So an exercise for you that I'd love for you to try is taking out a piece of paper and writing 20 thoughts that you want your 18-year-old child to think about themselves. So this is a little bit of a different exercise. I haven't given this one on the podcast, but I want you to think about what do I want my child to think about themselves? What self-concept do I want them to have? So a few prompts for this is I am, I am a good student. I am smart. I am loving. I am kind. I am... Uh, motivated. I am capable. I am funny. I am friendly. Another prompt is, I know how to, I know how to manage my time. I know how to um, start and finish a project well. I know how to do my laundry, wash the car, drive, take care of a a bank account, use my debit card, right? Like kind of skills. I can. What is your child capable of? We want them to be thinking these thoughts about themselves. I can um, reach my goals. I can um, stick to it when I, you know, I can stay committed to my goals. I can uh, graduate from college. I can graduate from high school. I can, um, you know, find a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever, or a they friend, I guess we would say. So, I want you to write this out and it might be a little bit hard, but just try, try to get to 20 thoughts that you want your kids to have when they're 18. I have an 18 year old, so it's been fun to think of this exercise. So write it out and then notice if you feel a little less worried or anxious about your child, that's what you're going for. You're going for you sort of feeling like what you want for your child is possible, that you believe that they can become their, reach their potential, that they can believe these thoughts about themselves. You want to look for that, that shift in you where you start to feel a little bit more relaxed and a little bit more trusting because your child wants to look at you and think that you're thinking, I love you, kid. They want to feel that from you. They want to sense that you love them. That one's pretty easy. They also want to look at you and think that you're thinking, I'm proud of you. If they believe that you're proud of them, they can be proud of themselves. And when you feel good about yourself, you take different actions, right? You want your kid to look at you and you thinking, this is the biggest one, is 
you're going to be okay. Because here's the thing, when your child is looking at you and you're looking at them and you're thinking, "Uh uh-oh, you're on a bad track. This is not good. It's not going to work out well for you. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm really worried about you. You don't, you don't have good manners. You don't have good values. You don't have good skills. Well, that means that they're going to own those thoughts. I'm irresponsible. I'm, you know, I'm a loser. I'm a bad kid. I'm a bad student. We just we don't want to give our kids these negative self-concepts, right? Now, we can't control whether they pick them up or not, right? We can't control what they put in their bag, but we can kind of guide them towards thinking these these positive thoughts about themselves. And that's where you come in because it's kind of like a Jedi mind trick, right? Of self-concept, like, because thoughts are contagious. We, we borrow other people's beliefs when we are building our own self-concept. Like I, you know, I, as a coach, I have a lot of thoughts about you. I have a lot of belief about you being, you know, creating the peaceful home that you want, having that calm family, feeling calm inside, creating that connection. I absolutely believe it's possible. And sometimes when you're, you know, in the middle of your family life, you might be like, oh my gosh, this is impossible. I should just give up. There's no point. But you can borrow my belief from you, for you. You can trust that I know it's possible. I've watched it happen in my life and in hundreds of families' lives. So you can trust that and you can borrow those thoughts. I'm becoming a calm mama. Peaceful home is possible. What I want is possible. My kids are going to be okay, right? So just as much as you're borrowing thoughts from me, your child is borrowing thoughts from you. So thoughts are contagious, which is kind of cool. So if you want your kids to think, I matter, I have value, I am useful, I have power, I am smart, I can take excellent care of myself, I am important, I am safe, my words matter, my feelings matter, I have good ideas, I'm loved, I'm lovable, I'm worthy, I'm good enough. These are the kinds of things I want you to be thinking about your children. So right now, as you listen to this episode, you might be starting to feel like, you don't understand, Darlene, my kid is really choosing negative self-concept. They are picking up balls and putting them in their bags and I don't like where they're going. I'm really worried. I can't get out of my unworried feelings. And I don't know what to say to my child. I don't know how to help them. If that's where you're coming from, I I really want to encourage you to sign up for the teen masterclass that I'm offering. It's going to be on October 12th at one o'clock Pacific. It's $25. It's a masterclass, an hour and a half, where I'm going to teach you all the things you need to know about raising teens right now. And then I'm going to invite you into a very small exclusive group program that I'm offering for six weeks just for parents of teenagers. So this masterclass is going to be extremely helpful for you to work on your mindset and to get practical skills of how to build self-concept in kids. Uh, We're going to go deep dive into what kids are thinking, what they're struggling with, what's going on, and then how to help them. So you're really going to want to be at that masterclass. Now, if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't want to wait till October 12th, (laughs) which I get, you know, then join Calm Mama Club now. All Calm Mama Club members are going to get access to the masterclass. And so that's, you know, 
you're already going to get that if you join the club. Plus, you get weekly group coaching with me. You get the, to be in the private community. You get email access and I can answer your questions. And you get that support that you're longing for. That happens in the club. And that's $99 a month. So I don't, you know, I really want you to be in that program. And I want everyone to be in that program because it's incredible. And the connections that the women are making, and there's a couple dads in there, um, are just, you know, they're growing so much and they're learning so much and they're just, you know, feeling so much better about their parenting and about themselves and their kids and their family. So I, you know, just always, you're always invited. It's open enrollment, www.callmamacoaching.com. You can learn all about the club and, um, and then, of course, we'll put details about the masterclass coming up. And um, yeah, so as you, you know, finish this episode up, I just want to encourage you to practice thinking positive thoughts about your kids. And if you're stuck in a negative thought loop about them, thought dump all that negative junk out, get it out, be as ugly and mean and scared and frustrated as you want to be on that piece of paper. Say all the bad things <laughs> that are in your heart and um, get those out and then start again with that prompt from earlier of, um, you know, when your child is 18, what are the thoughts you want them to have about themselves? So that's really the key is you thinking great thoughts about your kids. Your kids will borrow those thoughts. They'll trust you. They'll feel better around you. They'll feel better about themselves. And hopefully they'll pick up the balls that we want them to be picking up. And even if they don't, it's temporary. You can always shift your self-concept, just like you are right now, shifting your self-concept about yourself as a parent. Your kids are always, it's always available to them to take a couple balls out of their bag and dump them out. So trust yourself, trust your children, and work on your positive thoughts. And I will see you next week when I have a very special guest joining us. And you guys will love her, Jennifer Delacuadri. She is a teen coach, and we're going to talk all things teenagers, and it's just going to be incredible. So I will see you all next week.